0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Brienne Price is a natural healer, intuitive life strategist, and business coach. Trained in many modalities, she specializes in helping people get beyond their limitations and create what they desire to create. Born with many intuitive gifts, she excels at moving people and businesses into places they never thought possible. And Carol, I understand Brianne works with you at From the Heart, right?
1: Oh, yes. She's a brilliant coach. And thank you, Brianne for joining us. Thanks for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we want to get into money and money issues. And uh, to start with, uh, there's an American Indian prayer that I love, and it says, Give me strength, great spirit, that I may overcome my greatest enemy, myself. And I I bet you run into that while working with people about money.
2: Oh, all the time. There's so much truth to that, because... We are either our best friends or our worst enemies. It's all in what we choose. And we sometimes, as you know, can choose both, and sometimes we don't know when we're being in our self-sabotage mode. And so what I would also add to that, that I may know myself, know my strengths and my weaknesses, love myself regardless of where I am, And laugh at myself when I'm being silly. And (laughs) laughter is one of the strongest healing energies that we have. And only the last couple of years have I realized that that's a lot stronger and a lot better healing than crying is. And there's a lot of wonderful healing we can do if we just laugh at ourselves over the silliness we create or the obstacles that we're putting up in our way. Because it's all about us. Our lives begin and end with us and what we choose. So laughter, I have found, is one of the best medicines.
1: Absolutely right. There's another great saying that I love. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to what happens to you. Because, again, you are in charge and you have the right to uh, it'll laugh at something that anyone else may have thought was horrendous but you made it through and you're okay and it's how you react so um, filmmakers um, are probably our greatest asset as an artist because they have to know so much to create their film. Many times they're writers, directors, producers, sometimes even editors and To get their film made, though, Brianne, they have to go out on the street and ask for money. They have to find people with money and make an ask. And this is when they just fall apart. So um, what? I know that you work with a lot of people and you help them overcome these fears. I'm just wondering, what uh, is your experience with helping people get over fear of asking for money?
2: Okay, well, unfortunately, that is not uncommon because from childhood, a lot of us are taught not to ask. If we're raised in organized religion, we're pretty much taught to say, God gives you what you should have, so shut up and be happy. Okay? And that's really not true because what I have found is if we don't ask for what we want, the universe thinks that we're happy. So the universe doesn't give us anything because it thinks we're happy with what we have. So we have to really learn to ask. But two it's in all how we ask. If we ask from desperation, people I believe feel that and they don't necessarily want to give us money. Okay. So what the first thing that I would tell a filmmaker is be in the energy of absolute positive generosity that the universe is absolutely infinite in everything it has. And what you are asking for is a place of you can have it. It's not, you're not in need. You're not in lack. You're just choosing to create and you're choosing to receive what the universe would love to give you to help you create what you need to create. Okay. Um, One, And money is a big thing, too, because money, we all have our issues with money. Most people do. And that, of course, can affect our ask and how we receive. And one of the biggest exercises I have people do is come up with all the reasons you cannot have money or you should not ask for money. Okay. And basically, you get a piece of paper and you write down, okay, I should not ask for money because it's, I'm weak. I, should, I shouldn't ask for money because I should be able to create all the money myself. I should not ask for money because people will not give me money or any of that craziness. Okay. And what you do is you should do that exercise three different times. You should do the exercise where you it's just off the top of your head. It's like you got a piece of paper, okay, I should not ask for money because and then blah 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 blah. Just blurt out anything and everything that you can come up with, even if it feels like nonsense. Because a lot of times the nonsense is what trips us up. We really want things to be logical, but the most of the things that screw us up are not logical. So you just do you go through, you write all that down for several minutes or for however long it needs until nothing comes. Then you read it out loud. You say, okay, I give up all this now. And you either burn the paper or you tear it up and flush it down the toilet. Okay. You do it again a second time where you think about it. Like, okay, I'm going to think, and I'm just going to make this a conscience exercise of what can come up for me. And then you do the same thing. You get done, you read it out loud, you burn it, and you flush it down the toilet. The third time you do it is you sleep on it. And right before you go to bed, you say, okay, universe, while I'm sleeping, bring up for me all the reasons why I cannot have money or should not ask for money. And then you write them down the next morning, and you do the same thing. Okay. And what that will do is it will bring up a lot of energy about your personal money, your personal finance, as well as your ask. Okay. So that is one of the biggest things that I would ask. And another thing, though, I believe filmmakers need to do is they really need to change their mindset. Okay. Because if you're asking for desperation or frustration or any of that, You know, what that conveys to people is your project is not valuable, okay? So if you change your mindset to, wow, I have a wonderful project about the dangers of milk, and it will help people, it will spread consciousness, it will allow people to live without allergies and all this other reason, and you you live in that mindset. And how important it is and the benefits of it, that can also help you to ask for the money because it just benefits people. And that's what we need. We're all here to help each other. And by allowing people to contribute to your project, that helps them, it helps humanity, and it's all really, really good.
1: Oh, brilliant. You're absolutely right. I'll tell you, uh, this fear, when you let fear into you and you're sitting and talking with other people about money, they see it as insecurity. So that doesn't Mm -hmm. help at all. And the most important thing is, who are you and why are you making this film? Because Anyone who's willing to put three to five years into making a documentary or, or even to create a feature, sometimes it takes that long to raise the money. They have to be dedicated. So why are you doing it? See, I think that's always should be part of what you share with other people, who you are why you're doing it, <laughs> and understanding how um, – that relaxes you, so it's very easy then that sometimes you don't have to make an ask. You, you just keep talking about who you are, why you're making the film, and the benefits to society, as you say. Those are the key factors. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you can make an ask at the end. But that, uh, that builds your confidence. And this is really, in in most people, this fear of asking is a lack of confidence, right? It can be. It can be. Um,
2: what I also think the fear of asking, too, is it brings up all the disappointments from all the times you've ever been denied things, too. Because everybody, I mean, everybody's had disappointment at some times in their life, you know. And when you start dealing with money in general, and this is personal finance or with your film, you come up against a lot of your invisibility issues. Okay, were you treated as a child like you didn't exist? Has money been invisible to you? And then all of that stuff comes up. And so you kind of have to, okay, you know what? I'm going to be visible to my donors. I'm going to be visible to my film. I'm going to matter. I'm going to be important to my film. And those are some of the energies, too, that can really help. And letting go of any disappointments that you ever had with money or when people have ever told you no. Okay. Because one of the things I have really found is a lot of times people don't tell us no. What they're usually saying is, okay, not now, or it just doesn't work for me, or let me think about it. And we unfortunately go into the hard energy of no, and we take it as rejection. And it's not rejection. It's their choice. They can choose not to give us money, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't say anything about us. It says about them. Okay. And money, too, also can bring up our bullying. Did, have we ever felt bullied as children, as adults? And sometimes we feel bullied by money because, you know, money sometimes doesn't show up for us. We often watch other people receive the money we want to and the the jealousy and the bullying. And that's a really big thing with people too, you know. Um, A lot of times our relationship with money can be our relationship with God. So we kind of have to really look at that. And even if you don't believe in God, but whatever you believe the creation force is in the universe or the higher power, and just kind of look at that. And is that your relationship with money? You know, has God given you what you've asked for? And, you know, and if it has not been good, you start engaging the quantum field and asking for it to be different, you know. We, we base a lot of our present on what happened in the past, and that doesn't allow it to change. Okay.
1: And, whoa, you know, you talk a lot about the quantum field. Um, that is so important, Brienne. Stay on that for a minute. We think a lot about the past, that we are not yeah. focused on the present.
2: Yes. What happens is, You know, we want answers, okay, life is not working the way I would like it to, okay? So I want to look at why that is. And I can look back in my past, and I can see the traumas and the energies that created the the problem, okay? And that's great. And so I start healing them. But what also happens is, okay, I heal them, but the part I forget is I still need to choose differently, All right, so I healed the trauma where my father told me I was worthless. Great. But now I have to choose to be very valuable to people. I still have to now choose, after I've healed all that, for things to be different. Okay. And one of the biggest ways I have found is to ask the quantum field to help things change for you. You know, most of us don't like change because it's been very harsh for us. You know, and a lot of times change is not easy, but when we get on the other side, it was so worth it you know and I'm sure you've had that experience many times, okay, absolutely and right, absolutely, and the quantum field the the easiest way I have found is to ask questions, you know a lot of times we think we're very clear in what we're asking for when we we do nothing but confuse the universe, you know it's like okay, I want to raise $5,000 for my film. Great, I put that energy out there. But if there's 25 negative comments about that, it was, oh, I'm not worthy, there's nobody out there. The universe says, okay, I'm confused. What do you want? Do you want to raise money for your film or do you want to wallow in what's wrong? Okay, I don't get it. And so we usually get nothing. Okay, so the easiest way to handle that is universe, I would really love to have money come in for my film. How can you help me ask for the money for my film? How can you help me raise money for my film? Universe, what can we do today that would raise money for my film? And what can we do today that would help me move towards my goal of having a finished film? And when you ask those questions and asking out loud, there's a magic to the spoken word, really, really helps get your ask clearer into the universe. And it can make your life
1: a lot easier. Oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. It, because if you read some of the physicists and what they say, um, They believe that what you and I would call daydreaming is creating a handshake across time. Um, Wolf said that. Uh, It creates a handshake across time, and eventually that thing will happen to you. And sometimes you feel like, oh, this is deja vu. I've had this before. Yes, you probably intended that at some time in a dream or in a uh, sort of halfway meditation state when you were daydreaming and and it happened to you. So the field is where, well, the field and the physicists say that everything is not set. It is like jello. We can make it set. Is that right? Is that how you understand it?
2: I absolutely do. And one of the things that I have found, and I kind of warned my people about this when they start working for me, things are not set. We can create anything. And one of the things that I find with my people, and this happens in my life too, is I'll ask for something, but what we get is greater than what we asked for, and it doesn't show up in the way that we asked. It shows up in a much better way. Because one of the things I was told is we ask for things, but we really limit ourselves in our asking. So if we ask for something even better, we ask for what we want or even better, fabulous things that we could never dream of show up. And that is fabulous. You know, so nothing is stuck. We can create. And it's all about what we choose to create. And we have to be in that place of power that we can create.
0: So, Brienne, yes. if may, hey, I'd, I'd like to uh, just um, ask you about that, too. So when we do the asking of the universe, we ask for uh, this, is what, this is what I want, this is what I intend to create, and then after we, we speak that and say what that is, we say this or something better,
2: Yes, that's a way you can do it. How I, I personally do it is I like to I take a deep breath, I ground my energy and I blow out my energy to the ends of the universe. Okay. And then I say, Okay, universe, I would really love to create ten thousand dollars for my film. How can we create that or even something better?
0: Ah. Great. Yes.
2: And then I watch the energy go to the end of the universe and come back, and thank you. You know, because gratitude is also important too. It's like, oh, thank you, universe. Let's see what we can do today, and go that. And I find that's a really good energy to be in from creation standpoint.
0: Thank you. That's Wonderful. great.
1: Wonderful. You're welcome. And. Um, some of the gurus um, say that if you live as if your vision was real, as if you had the money and, it, and you act as if you had the money, in other words, your thinking could be that the film was finished and you are, you're sitting in your screening room and telling uh, that the room is packed and uh, you are in control. You're in the a catbird seat, we call it, where you're going to tell the projector when to run your film. And everybody sits down, it gets quiet, and the curtains open, and uh, the screen lights up with your film, and you see the title. And then you see the credits, and you're saying, oh, my gosh, I chose the right director, and my producer was wonderful. And you're pretending it's already made, because in your mind, it is. And uh, that works for some people. It does. However, it
2: does not work for some, and I know why it doesn't. Okay. Um, And this is what I would say is I I really believe we should have a vision of what we would like our life to be, and we should put it out there. Okay. But where we kind of – and we've all heard about ask and receive. You know, that's been around for many, many eons. Okay. But what I have found is one of the missing components with that is acknowledge, and I believe acknowledge, ask, and receive, okay? Because one of the things that happens, and, you know, when The Secret came out years ago, people were saying, oh, I can just say I'm a millionaire, and they said, I'm a millionaire. Then they go sit in their lounge chair and do nothing for a year, and they get upset when they're not a millionaire, okay? And I guess this got so big that psychologists, We're calling it the secret syndrome of people just (laughs) thinking that they can think and do nothing and everything magically happens. Okay. What I have found is you acknowledge, you ask, and you receive. And you acknowledge like, okay, universe, I acknowledge that I'm at the beginning part of my film. I acknowledge that I have the vision, I have the energy, and I have a lot to do. How can this become a finished project? How easily can we get this made? And thank you, I receive it all, thank you. Okay, because it's about the acknowledgement. Because a lot of times, as you've known, and you've probably done this too, Carol, is when you say, I'm a millionaire, there's energy that says you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. because that's not your reality as of right now, that's your future reality. Okay. Right. Yes. So it's just like, okay, I'm not a multimillionaire, but I would love to be universe. How can we create that? Okay. And one of the reasons why the people who can create, they can think it and they can create it, is the difference between a dream and a fantasy. Okay. And, and I've only figured this out in the last couple of years. But a dream is, and that's what I'm calling it, is, My finished film, wow, I see my finished film, I see it on the screen, when I connect to it, I feel the energy of it, my film is a really vital thing that wants to come into this reality, and you're giving it energy every day, you're connecting to it, it's real, and it is a very, very, it's your child waiting to be born kind of thing. Now, those are the people, when you have it set up like that, that's when it easily manifests or easily manifests. Okay. The other part, though, and this is where a lot of people get into, was if it's just a fantasy. And basically that, what that looks like is, okay, I have a film that I want to do about the dangers of milk. Okay, yeah, you know, it would be really nice if I did that. You know, that would be okay. But, you know, there's so many things that have to happen before I even think about that. You know, I have to plan, I have to this, but the film would be really nice. Now, do you feel the difference on the energy of those two? The fancy yes. is just something that exists out there that's a, a nice thing. It would be nice, but I'm not going to put any energy into it. I'm just going to kind of keep it, you know. And a lot of times people who who choose fantasies over dreams, it's because they're worried about being disappointed or they're worried that when they create it, it will not live up to their expectations. Okay. So that is one of the main reasons I find people keep things in fantasy mode instead of allowing it to be a viable dream
1: that they can create in the future. Oh, my gosh, that's so true. I hadn't thought of it between fantasy and dreams, but there is a major difference. Now, yeah. what, what do you think, what is money anyway?
2: Well, money is, I believe, an infinite energy. It's kind of like, you know, we had Play-Doh when we were kids. It's the, the Play-Doh and the crayons of the universe that we can create with whatever we choose to create, okay? And basically, money is whatever you value, Some people value their time, so their time is their currency. It is their money, you know. And I think that what happens with money sometimes, we ask for money, and that's great, but we also need to ask for cash because cash is, you know, the green stuff, the actual physical representation of money that everyone values, okay, So that's what I say money is. Money is an infinite energy, and it can come to us. And one of the things that we do, one of the really, really nasty things we do to ourselves is we limit how we can receive money or how we can make money, okay? And the truth is there is a zillion ways to make money. There really is. And one of the things that has just really Amazed me is, you know, people here in in the U.S. We get very, very tied up by how we think we can make money or what's good to make money and all those things. People in different countries, like India, they they make it work. They absolutely make it. Work. They will do whatever is necessary, whatever is possible, and they will find a way to take care of themselves because they don't have a lot of the fallbacks we do. Okay, so Mm -hmm. if we can get into, okay, money's infinite. I will allow money to fall out of the sky for me. I will absolutely receive money from all different places, you know. um, One of the things I have found spiritual people get into is they decide who and who they will not receive money from. Well, he's not a nice person. I can't receive money from him. Like, really? No. No, no, no. You have to stop looking at it as, you know, it's evil money. It's not. It's like, okay, well, maybe if you receive from him, that's his way of saying, you know, I haven't really been nice with money, but if I give it to you, that will cleanse the money. And by you receiving the money, you cleanse it and you allow him to burn off some of his karma. I mean, we have to really get out of the singular thinking of where money can come from and how it can come.
1: Right. So. Oh, that is so well, well said. Um, when you, Brianna, when you are thinking and, and imagining, I guess is a good word, when you see something and it's exactly the way you want it, um, that seems to be on another plane. And the secret must be to bring that vision into the third reality to this reality so um where do you think we are when we're daydreaming or when we're seeing things like we often do oh well the
2: truth is there are a zillion different universes there's a bunch of different realities there's a bunch of different planes there's a bunch of different dimensions I believe that we are out of the time and space continuum when we're doing that because the time and space continuum really can limit what we can do. Okay. So I think that's a good thing because what I have found is everything that we want already exists somewhere. And, and it's funny you should bring this up because what I have really realized is we have a bunch of parallel dimensions running and if we can just connect to whatever it is that we want that's already exists somewhere, we can start to bring it into this dimension. You know, we can start visualizing it and we can start having it, you know. And one of the ways, and I really bless one of my teachers for telling me this a long time ago, is she said jealousy and envy are two of the stupidest emotions that we have. She said, because if you look at it, if somebody has something that you want, instead of being jealous, if you just say, wow, universe, how can I have that too? That's for me. I really want to have that too. How can we create that? Then what that does is that exchanges the energy between the two of you. So you now have the energy of creating that for yourself versus jealousy and envy blocks you. So, if we're around people who have what we really want, wow, universe, how can I have that energy too? And we allow ourselves to create it. That only makes it easier. Okay. Yes.
1: And I was just reading an article where scientists propose existence and interaction of parallel worlds coming out of Griffith University.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
2: And what I have really come to really believe is that we really don't even die. It's like when our bodies pass, our energy just continues on in another parallel dimension. And I haven't really figured all that out yet, but we do in parallel dimensions, but it's all about just asking for what we want here. Um, It was explained to me by one of my guides, because like a lot of people I was asking, what is the purpose of being here? And what I heard was, well, it's very simple, Brianne. That is God school. I'm like, what are you talking about? I <laughs> said, it's God school. You have to create under a lot of obstacles, a lot of problems, and things are hard. But if you can learn to create there, you can move into a new step of your Godlike power, and you can make it work anywhere. I'm like, wow. That, so that, to me, was a very opening <laughs> way of looking at what this reality is, and that really changed my perspective and point of view of what I could create. Because what that means is I have all this God qualities. They're just dormant. So the more I can unlock them, the easier life gets, and the more I can create. So life is good.
1: And the more you create here, the easier it be to create on the other side. Now that makes a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. Uh, and because you have to go back to Star Wars and the force and the force and the energy that's all around us uh, and how to use that energy um, because we're never taught how intuitive we are or how to use our intuitions and these things. I think that the true human would be a very powerful person if they weren't sort of scaled down so much.
2: I absolutely agree that. And now we're coming up where we have generations born with more enlightened parenting. So the parents are not turning off the child's capabilities. And I think that this is really going to make a really big difference in what's coming up. And we are learning more about the gifts we have, and we're turning them back on. Um, My grandmother told me a story when I was a child that she always knew I had gifts because I was in my crib talking to people and things that were not there. <laughs> okay. And I really believe that's true. It's, we come in with the things, but they get turned off for various reasons because we get fearful of them. you know. And a lot of the people I meet, like they can see ghosts as children, but it scares them because there's nobody there to educate them about what that is and there's really no need to be frightened, so they turn it off. You know,
0: exactly.
2: so, you know, and as we go through change, especially change with money is we have to allow the change to be as easy as possible, because as you know, sometimes with change and money is the big example, sometimes things get worse before they get better because they have to break apart a lot of the old energies and habits that are keeping us stuck so the good stuff can come in and so we can access the good stuff.
1: You That's know. a um, that explains a lot because sometimes when you when you go on the downward you just go down to the very bottom and then you have to bounce your way back up uh, so but but it takes that for some people they have to hit hit bottom before they realize what the problem is and start turning their mm-hmm. lives around absolutely
2: sometimes we have to hit rock bottom before we allow ourselves to choose differently absolutely. Um, but what we can allow ourselves is like, okay, we will always have you know, peaks and valleys with money, but let's just choose the valleys not to be so deep. That's one of the good things we can do for ourselves. We can
1: do for ourselves. Let's try. Well, tell me. I know you you do. You work with a lot of people because you've been working with me for many years, and I'm so happy to have you in my life as a guide. But tell people, our audience, what services you give people and how they can find you. Okay. Well, you
2: can find me at EnergyHealingServices.com or free B-R-E, at energyhealingservices.com. And I usually have no problems with phone calls. You can find the information there. Texting usually works for me pretty well. Um, And what I do is I have been really blessed to work with a variety of people. I get everything from, you know, my medication isn't working, I'm still going downhill, to I bought this new business, it was going well, now it's not. To I want I've got this idea. To I am stuck. Um, I get anti-society people. I get everything. Um, and basically, what I do is I basically help you create what you want to create. So I help you get get the blocks out. And because a lot of times we don't know what's stopping us. We think we might, but we really don't. And one of the things I have found is for what. Whatever we think it is, there's usually seven things under that that are really truly blocking us. okay? So that's basically what I do. So um, we look at childhood things, we look at what you want, and what I find with a lot of people is they say they want to something, they want to create it, but they really don't. There's no energy there to it. That, So that's why they're not able to create it. So we look at why you can't. And so what I do is when somebody comes, I I get what they want to create, but I also open up their energy to see what their energy says.
1: Right. Oh, I know. And I always feel empowered after I work with you. There's something really special about... Sometimes we release stuff or sometimes you help me find old things that, that were blocking me and, uh, and we can move. I feel freer and I can move forward. And I always feel uh, that it's possible. Anything is possible. Um, so I know you must have seen a lot of astonishing turnarounds with people. Can you tell us some success stories that you've seen? Um, well, let me see.
2: Um, well, I've had a lot of people who have wanted to start businesses, but they just couldn't get out of their own way, and they've started you know, businesses. I have a person who had always wanted to be an entertainer, and he had wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And that wasn't working and it wasn't working. And what we discovered was he really wanted to be a filmmaker. So now he's pursuing that and being on the verge of having some really good success with that. Um, wow. I've had That's people, wonderful. Yeah, yes, yes, it is. And I've also had people who get obsessed about a, an awful lot of things to be able to drop their obsessions. Hmm. Um, I have a play a basketball player who um, wanted to be in the NBA and that didn't work, but he's pretty successful over in the Italy leagues. And he managed to work through a lot of his injuries and, and create for him what he wanted, just not in the NBA, just over in Italy. So um, it's kind of hard because I have an awful lot of things. They don't sound really spectacular, but if you knew the person, they were. I, I have a lot of wonderful young women who were in drugs and on very bad paths who are now leading very productive lives and creating good futures for them, and I'm very proud of them,
0: very proud of them. Brian, um, what would you say would be the common thread that that helped these people to lift up to their higher potentials?
2: Oh, I would absolutely say that a lot of the magic is me seeing them for who and what they are and just knowing that someone could see them for who and what they are. Um, Because we hold on to a lot of the judgments and our parents are really good at telling us who we should be and not who we are. But there is such magic when I can see in them the wonderful energy that is there, which in turn allows them to see it and to be able to create more it's like okay you know i'm not the loser my mom told me i was okay i can go do different and what i also really emphasize in people is we really limit ourselves by our thinking and what we think we can create and what i limit them is like okay I know you think you want to, you know, raise $50,000 for a film. Okay, and that's great. But what is beyond that? Because it feels like to me there's something more that can really be more stable beyond that that can really give you the life you truly want to have. And when we unlock the emotions, because the truth is it's never just about creating a film. The emotions behind it is, okay, this gives me validity. This gives me happiness and joy. This shows me that I can contribute to the world. This tells me and shows me that there is knowledge I have that other people need. You know, um, and and those emotions, when you get into, like, you can enjoy them and have them, that's when you can create a lot easier.
0: Mm. Wow, powerful.
1: Yes, it is. Well, um, just one more last question here. Sometimes I work with filmmakers, uh, talented filmmakers, and um, they they can handle all of the discussions about the film, uh, the editing, the visuals, the everything. But when it comes to talking about the budget uh, for a feature, we'll say, uh, they they just freeze up. They do not want to learn the budget or how to uh, explain how they're going to use the money because sometimes in a feature it's, oh, well, a low, low budget feature would be 500000 and people want to know more about that. So how do you, what advice would you have for people who, won't leave the artistic side, that, but they have to get into the financial side to close a deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one of the things is
2: we look at budget as a punishment and getting out of that mentality. Um, what I would say, uh, what, how I got out of that was I made it a game. It's like, okay, my budget is 500000 Okay universe, how can we bring it in? How can we raise more money than that and bring it in at less than that? You know, so you look at it, it's like it's almost like it's a reality, but you can have a game and it can be playful with you. You know, so if people can get out of that, that can help them a bit too. Okay. Oh, and, this is and just fun. in the, and just in the energy of Okay, wait a minute, I've got, you know, 5000 budgeted for this. Okay, universe, how can we get it done for 3000 better than I ever thought possible? And just coming up with that energy because that makes it lighter and more fun and not just as a punishment, okay? Now, with money, what I have noticed too is a lot of times we have to ask for money for a particular purpose. You know, we've all taken classes where we heard, oh, well, you know, you just asked for $50,000 in the bank. Well, I have yet to meet anybody who actually that worked for, okay? What I have found I need to do is, okay, universe, how can you bring me $3,000 for a trip to Ireland? You know, Mm. how can that money come in? And what that does is it opens the gate for fun with money, Okay, and so I would say that could be work really well for your film. Like, okay, universe, how can you bring me, you know, five thousand dollars for editing? Um, How can this be easy? And really start asking that way. And that's one of the best advices. And get out of the tough. The budget is a punishment. No, it can be a joy. And you can beat it, and it's like, you know, what will you do with the money that you save from your budget? How much extra promotion? How much, you know, whatever you can do with that. How cool? Could you film extra scenes with the money? Could you, Whatever it is that you would like to do. And I think that. Now, another thing I would also say with that, too, is one of the biggest advices I give to people is be careful of your energy people are very very energetically sensitive whether they know it or not okay so what that means for filmmakers creative people is we cannot write emails or important website information when we're angry sad or in total crazy state because unfortunately that energy gets put on the words okay and if you don't believe that how many times have we opened up an email And we read it, and it just made us angry, and there was all kinds of stuff. We let it sit, and then we reread it, and it wasn't what we thought it was. Okay, and I'm sure you've had that type of experience. And that's because whoever was doing that, they were in anger mode, and that was getting on the email. Okay, so we can't do this. So what I tell people, if you're asking, you're doing a budget, whatever it is, you flood yourself with white light and you ask for joy energy to be with you as you are creating your budget, as you're talking about your budget, as you're fundraising. You have to really be in that energy because that will attract more money. More money shows up for joy than the anger and the rage, the desperation, and all that.
1: Wow. Okay. That is such yeah. great advice. Yes, move into the joy energy, because it's part, it's the game. It's all a game if you look at it that way. And turn your art into raising money, the same as it is when you are directing or editing. It's an art form to raise money. And the, the guidance you've given us today is incredible. I sincerely thank you. So I want to repeat your website. It's energyhealingservices.com.
2: Yes, and it's in the process of being redone, so you might
1: look at it next week, and it might be
2: different than this week,
1: but that's a good thing. So. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Brianna. Sincerely appreciate your time. Oh, my
2: pleasure, and lots of great energy for the filmmakers. We so need independent filmmakers, and I am always thrilled when people are stepping up and answering that call because we need more independent thought right now because we've got a lot of problems, that we need to solve.
1: So I oh. really salute them. So true. And documentary filmmakers are the ones to do it. Thank you very much. So, That's Claire, great. thank you for hosting the show and staying with us and your questions. I appreciate well. your work.
0: Thank you, Carol. And next week...
1: Yes, please. Yeah, go ahead. at the same time, we're going to have uh, Nelson Campbell to tell us about the China experiment that should forever change the way you think about your vegetables and your grains. So, Claire, thank you.
0: Oh, yes. And Brianne, this was wonderful. Great tools to work with here. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you.
2: Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. Be Bye well, now. Bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com.